Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly, part of the Front Porch People Radio Network. Scott Casper with you on behalf of Ed Kulenkamp. In studio, Tony Wink, Roman Avila. Yeah, he's back, uh, as is P.J. Duran. Now, P.J., you're going to be gone, what, next week? It's a couple, three weeks from now, going on my honeymoon to San Francisco with my beautiful wife. Oh, how cool is that? I thought you already had a, a honeymoon in Aruba or someplace strange. Well, if I'm trying to score points, it's been nothing but a honeymoon since the day I met her. Ha <laughs> ha. Like your wife listens to the show. <laughs> She's never going to hear that. <laughs> my mom listens. <laughs> I oh, know your I'm mother score listens. points with your mom. My, my wife does listen to the show. Does she actually. really? Yeah. And what's her name? Rachel. Ra- oh, Rachel's yeah, your you've wife. Yeah, met her before. Yeah, she's hot. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, uh, Tony Wink in studio. Tony, uh, we have Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson contributing. Our, our good friend Jack and uh, Leanne DeLeon, good friends, uh, producing the program. Jack on radio, Leanne on the intranet. And uh, we've got a great cast of characters and guests on the program. You want to go through our two and then our... Number one introductions for How me. How about I go through our number two? You go through our number oh, one. It'll be so that's much. That's a lot fun. of pressure. Because I got Michael Locke and Kenny Coolbath, who's uh, Michael Locke, of course, is is uh, the guy over making, helping make America great again. Uh, well, I was going to go a different direction, <laughs> but uh, Flytrack is on fire. It is. They're, they're doing great. Michael it's Locke. It's amazing the pressure. You know, getting. honestly, uh, when you when you talked, even when I spoke with Michael Locke way back when he started i knew that he's done a lot of cool stuff but man they are really doing well doing and, a very good job they got smart people there they got they're, they got really smart people in there well, michael ain't no dummy that's so. what i'm saying the, the whole <laughs> thing top to bottom they've got smart guys pushing the sled in the same direction and we haven't had kenny coolbeth on or I in like a long time coolbeth yeah. junior um Coo. since that little mishap that they had um where he and another rider got into it I think that'd be fun to talk. That'd be to. fun to talk about. Now the season's over. Maybe well, there was the he's, court he's case. Simmer down a bit, if you recall. There was a court case that uh, they had to get through in order for. There him. was no court case. There should have been a court case. So no cool. jury, no trial, straight to execution. <laughs> cool by Beth. us, the cool Beth and Locke. We have Devin Bolin and uh, Sean. Wow, Ogvarsky um, and uh, Taylor Jones, not Taylor Bacher or Taylor o- Taylor. O- you know who Taylor O'Donnell is. Yeah, we just talked to her. We just talked to her. She's uh, one yeah. of the stars of what show? Alaska, The Last Frontier, one of my favorite shows of all time. It's a great show. It's a Seriously. great show. And she's Seriously, awesome. I watch that. I'll watch that all the time. So I'm that's your ta- show, and then Scotty calls her up. and I, I'm, ca- I'm talking to her, and he goes, I know, I know who that is. Yeah, I know who she is. Yeah, she's hot, and uh, what, a, what a, a, a terrific mommy she's turned out to be. Got three beautiful kids. Anyway, welcome to the program, everybody. Appreciate that. Uh, let's go to uh, breaking news. We start with PJ Duran. PJ? Well, last weekend in Argentina in the world of World Superbike, Johnny Ray continued his dominance, did the double yet again, setting yet another record, Mr. Ray. He's four time World Superbike world champion, four years in a row, and now he's won 10 races in one season in a row. 
passing oh. Colin Edwards and Neil Hodgson, who were both sitting on nine consecutive wins. That was the previous record. Season isn't over. Guy could maybe go 12 Have they 14. changed the rules for next They've year? Announced, they have announced that they are going to change the format of World Superbike Racing in the coming season 2019. In what way? They are. It'll be continue to be one race on Saturdays. Sunday, instead of a 45-minute, generally speaking, uh, race two, they will now have race two and race three. They will be shorter duration, back-to-back What's the point, races. though? I mean, if it's the same guy leading, what the hell? Is, I'm sorry, what the heck is the point? I think that the thought and the speculation uh, abounds, but this thought would be that maybe it gives guys, because this season's become a bit of a snooze. If you're, certainly if you're the guy getting paid by ticket sales, it's right. a bit of a snooze. The tickets are down because the title's been so handily decided so early. You get less people turning up. How can we shake that up? They're thinking two sprint races and maybe tire conservation goes out the window. And maybe some guys that show early brilliance in races from the start might have a chance to hang on no, for so, a win. But, but you're assigned a certain number of tires per race, right? Yeah, but everybody starts with a new one. So the, the thought being no tire conservation. All right. Uh, the next story by you. I think that's about it, okay, other than Ray look. doing the double, and unfortunately our buddy Chaz Davis DNF'd in race uh, one. No bueno. I'm sorry. No bueno there. Uh, let's go to Roman Avila. Roman, uh, breaking news from you, sir. What do you see as the top story from from uh, your vantage point this week? Well, it's something that Tony and I have been talking about consistently. Uh, we watched it this weekend. Uh, Monster Energy Cup was Saturday night, and a little pass by was allowed and gave eli tomac a cool million dollars tony tony break it down because there was some confusion there okay so there's no confusion here's what happened (laughs) eli tomac comes out wins the first two motos there's 10 lap mains there's three three main events um which uh, by the way ryan villapoto lined up on a, on a yeah, it was a big deal on a smoker, right? Fairly stock now, no. so just a fairly stock YZ450, which is super awesome. Um, Jason Anderson lines up last minute decision to come race, and he decides on on uh, Thursday. Thursday. Chad Reed on the on the JGR team, the only guy there, scored a third in the final race. It looks like he may have a home for Supercross in 2019. I think you're right. Hope so, um, but but the the thing Roman's talking about is Tomac becomes a million dollars richer. He wins the first two rounds. You have to win all three to get the million bucks. He and alongside a fan who won a, a sweepstakes through Feld, who was very excitable, um, they <laughs> they both won a million dollars. Nice. So that's a big deal, I think, for the motorcycle industry. That makes that that should be making mainstream news uh, headlines and that kind of thing. Guy wins a million dollars. Sure. Um, Tomac has won it before. Marvin won it last year. Muskin didn't have a good run this year. Couldn't get good starts. But uh, Tomac is is leading the two first easily. The last yeah. and final race gets he finds himself buried. It takes him a while to get going. We think, oh my gosh, he's not okay. Gonna, he's not going to do Joey Savacci, who is on his debut with the team uh, with four, it, on who the is debut on the four fifty debut with, with as Tomac's teammate on yep. the Kawasaki team with a one year deal mind you um pulls over lifts his arm and says waves waves eli tomac by now you remember a couple things let brock by bob hannah way back when hannah rides off into the woods and hides himself after the race right he's shamed and there was no tv then um new jersey 2017 marvin 
lets Dungey by during a, a, right. a championship or a series round, just to only solidify Dungey's points and that kind of thing. Tomac cries foul, says if they want to win that way, and then it comes down to the last final round at Sam Boyd, same place where we raced Saturday night, and uh, we saw Tomac taking shots at yeah, yeah. at Dungey uh, all, all night long, all night. and was not fined, was nope. not talked to that we know of. Um, that was the same night that Zach Osborne cleaned out Savachi big time, and and was fined. And we had we had all those guys on to talk about it quickly. Both guys are Monster Energy riders, Sp- sponsored athletes. Oh, now you're calling conspiracy theory. I hear you. Uh, oh yeah. wow. Oh yeah. They yeah. were also behind the Kennedy killing. Under- they may no, have been if they no, were older, <laughs> for for sure. But you know, it, it's kind of coincidence. That something like that would happen. Ah, but I think that's really? completely. I said coincidence. Ah, let's um, go to let's go to Taylor Jones. Let's Taylor, talk to Taylor, Taylor, uh, our Australian rider, and for the second year in a row, she's won titles in the GNCC Championship in the WXC Bike Class. She joins us now. Taylor, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? How would you feel if you won one million dollars in a weekend? I would be absolutely stoked on it. Stoked? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I know I would be. I think I think that may be selling it short. <laughs> Taylor, so talk to us about last weekend. Um, uh, last weekend we had Powell and Park DNCC. It wasn't too bad. I ended up second for the day. Got stuck in some mud, but. It was a good day. No mud got you again, huh? Yeah, it looked a little muddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, uh, th- this year's been kind of weird, and, and uh, we were surprised when, when that race in New York got rained out. Uh, were you disappointed when you heard the news? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I'd been up in New York for probably a week training, ready for that one, but um, it pushed back my me winning the title another few weeks, so that also sucked. That a girl? Um, you, uh, congrats, by the way, on an awesome season. Um, the, uh, are you riding a bicycle during the, uh, on Saturday to check out the, the track and that sort of thing? Or even in the yeah. morning on Sundays? You, yeah, I do it Saturday and Sunday. You've got the electric assist. Are you doing any of those races? Are they still doing that? Yeah, they're still doing them. Um, I think they'll have a round at Ironman next weekend, but I haven't personally done any myself. Who's winning those things? Uh, I think it's pretty close between Charlie Mullins and Leon, the WP. And when you and, and you're saying Charlie Mullins, right? Yeah, <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Mullins. I like it. Um, talk about your ride this year, Taylor. Um, the guys that are that are you're going racing with, and then I want to talk about the different bike setups between the full gas enduros and uh, the the uh, national enduros versus the GNCC. But who's who? What are you riding? I'm riding a Husqvarna 250 for the KR14. Four stroke. Um, yeah, four stroke. Well, I mean, let's let's face it. She started racing and riding. Uh, she started riding at age three. Started racing at age four, right? And yep. uh, and how old are you now, Taylor? I'm 22. 22 years old. So you got plenty of history and also a, a great deal of success. You know, a three-time Hot Desert racer, uh, race champion, I should say, three-time Australian off-road champ, five-time ISDE Women's World Cup champ, 
2017 uh, GNCC champ. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, when does it get tiring just beating the field? <laughs> I don't think it would ever get old. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it should, Taylor. I, not not one bit. And it's is it a is it a uh, I want to say a is it, uh, when when talking about your bike is it is it a three sixty? Is it a three fifty? You mean Scott? Three fifty. I'm looking on our uh-huh. website right now, or at least it's on X. Yeah, XC Gears. She website. said that. Did she? Okay, mm-hmm. I wasn't listening. With uh, you and Becca, how, how's that been racing with her? I mean, I know she's got uh, what a few wins, and uh, so is Mackenzie. But um, uh, what's the competition like for you in GNCC? It's been really close this year, so it's made it a lot more fun. Um, Becca's riding really good, and so is Mackenzie. We battle back and forth pretty much. Any of us can get the win, just depending on how the race goes. But it's been really good. Taylor, how's uh I mean, clearly the the competition for you brought you the competition brought you to the US to compete in this series. How's the how's the women's scene in Australia uh currently? I mean, clearly it's uh breeding champions. Yeah, it's um the off road over there is getting bigger. More girls are coming from the motocross, which is good. Um we've got some fast riders still like Jess Gardner on the six eighteen. And um, I know there's a lot of girls coming up right now that I don't really know who they are. They haven't been there in a while, but it's pretty good back there. Taylor, are you are you still training down in in South Carolina? Yeah, I live in South Carolina with the Baylors. The old Baylor boys, huh? Down there in the holler. Yeah, that's it. I'm surprised <laughs> your phone works. Are you are you you're apparently not there? <laughs> no, I'm not that far. No. Redneckville. <laughs> hey. Nailed it. The uh the how often do they ride do they even ride motorcycles during the week or do they just screw off? What do those guys do? <laughs> they train a lot harder than people actually think. They yeah, they do a lot. Do they do they eat a lot? Because they, they're big boys. I think they're just naturally big boys, but they they don't really eat that much. I probably eat just as much as them, to be honest. Well, there you go, guys. See? I yep. work out every day. You work Look out at me. every day. I work out you're, every day. You're, you're I, just husky. Workout no. issues. I'm just a husky guy. With just, hus- my mom told a, me, too. With a fork. Working <laughs> out my issues. 12-ounce <laughs> girls. Taylor, so what's next? Are you going back to ISDE? What are you doing? Yeah, I got a few more races over here, and then the IC is in Chile this year, so we leave on the fourth of November. We'll be down there for a couple of weeks. Hopefully, we can um, bring Australia our sixth title. Who's all on your team this year? Uh, we got Jess Gardner again, and then Gemma retired, so Mackenzie Tricker will be our third rider. Big Mac, Big Mac's going to be on the yep. team. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet! I got, a, I actually got a couple pairs of them socks. Compares to what good. socks? Mackenzie's socks that she was selling. Oh, she sells yeah, some make, big. Yeah, make sure everyone gets them. Yeah. Hey, so when I come over to the to uh, Crawfordsville next week, um, do you have like a big hospitality spread or anything like that? Because I get I'm going to race the morning race, and I typically get pretty. Hum- I guess you race in the morning too, don't you? Yep, yeah, I do. 
So I, I typically get pretty hungry before the, the I go out and after I'm pretty tired. You have a shower Sometimes for me? Sometimes in or, the middle, too. So <laughs> I do get hungry when I race two hours. You're right. Um, so at uh, Crawfordsville, are we going to have to ride that whole track? Or Those jumps yeah. look big to me. Be uh, I don't think we're bit. doing the whole moto track, but there's a few big jumps in there still. He'll be fine. He's an old motocross yeah. guy. Well, you got the old part right. <laughs> He'll be all right. He'll be just fine. So, uh, ta- good. yeah, Taylor. So, next couple races and ISDE, then time off, going back to Australia. What, what, um, what's, what are you going to do? What's the what's uh, the off period look like? We got some time off. I got the TNCC banquet, of course. But um, little Sue Baylor's getting married, and I'm lucky enough to be his fiance's bridesmaid. So I'll be staying here for that. You're the best man. No bridesmaid. <laughs> oh, bridesmaid! I I didn't hear you right. Jeez. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> Not congratulations to me. Yeah. I'm pretty like, <laughs> That's a lot of fun. You don't want to. I think the prize. You don't want to catch the bouquet. That's the thing you are. Yeah, you, you don't want to catch the you bouquet. Catch the bouquet. Yeah. You're you're going to get married. Yeah. My my suggestion is duck. <laughs> Swat that thing out of the way. Back. Yeah, we got two guys in the studio recently married, and uh, they didn't duck. Matter of fact, you've got a uh, you got a honeymoon coming up, don't you? Couldn't be more excited about it. And where's it at? San Francisco. San Francisco. Never been. Never been. Where are you staying? Uh, I don't know. The Fairmont. Getting a car. <laughs> getting a car, and we're going north. Actually, going to do know. some wine country touring. Oh, that's now that's. I uh, went with the mamas be... and the papas to wine country, and they slammed my finger in a door. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's a long story. Anyway, uh, Taylor sponsors. Who do you want to thank? Uh, I have to give a big shout out to the whole KR4 team. They signed me last year thinking I'd do good things, and apparently they were right. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> indeed they were. Yeah, indeed they were. <laughs> apparently they were right. Yeah, and the whole um, Husqvarna team, Rockstar Energy, uh, obviously the Baylors, I get to live with them and train with them, so yeah. it's been awesome. And well, just like all of my sponsors that support me, they've all been great. Okay, well... You're welcome on the show anytime. Keep up the great work. We're watching, and uh, we're also admiring what you're uh, getting done there. Nice job out of you. We'll see you in Indiana. Thanks. See you guys there. There we go. Taylor heading to the pits. Taylor Jones, that is. Uh, This portion of our program brought to you by the Light Hydrogen Racewear made by our good friends at Fly Racing. Uh, It's the first true lightweight racewear to the market in the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight category. But when you're first, you've got to do what? Stay on the gas. That's right. And Fly continues to develop and improve this premium gear. With the addition of the BOA system, the revolutionary waste adjustment system that offers fast, on-the-fly, micro-adjustability with a truly dialed-in fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. Look for them online at flyracing.com for more details or check out a dealer near you. Is Fly Racing. You're listening to Pit Pass. Stay tuned. This is Vicki Golden. I was just on Pit Pass Radio. Check out Arena Cross for more of my racing. 
Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Dual VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin-engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, this is Josh Hayes, AMA Superbike Champion. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, about 25 after the top of the hour. Tony Wink in the studio, and of course, uh, our good friends Roman Avila, PJ Duran, our producers, Jack and Leanne DeLeon. What did we learn uh, in talking with Taylor Jones? Uh, let's go to PJ first. She's a very fast woman. Yeah, out of... Uh australia australia yeah and And they've got some really fast women lately and some really fast male riders too if you're gonna go back home just to visit right you gotta think about that because that's like a 15 hour uh flight yeah but i mean i get all stiff and tired right it's gotta be worth it 
Wouldn't you want to? No, I wouldn't. Oh, ever, I ever, She's clearly staying around here. You yeah. wouldn't fly back and forth. No, once once you're done, uh, there's there's a mail writer from Australia uh, that's that's doing quite well. Chad Reed. Chad Reed, that uh, is doing quite well for JGR right now. He did quite Speaking well. Speaking of Australia, yeah. uh, Brayton went three for three so far in, yeah, in, in the Supercross. He is killing it over there. Is he really? Yeah, yeah it's great. And that's you, just an off-season tune-up for him, right? That's really no, what he's I mean, No, he'd make some money. Yeah, that's yeah. just kind of his gig. He's he's a defending champion over there, and, and he races I, I for Penrite Honda. Yeah, but I mean, yes, it's a warm-up to a precursor Supercross. to Supercross where he did but it's, <clears throat> win Daytona. Yeah, but and this yeah. Year. Rush last season. <laughs> My buddy. <laughs> but it is it has become his quote-unquote series. Uh, he's dominated it. He's It's not even been close these last three races for him so it's well tony is also now famous by association with the with brayton right right hey you know i was hey i did i did get a text this morning from my attorney that i was mentioning race rex today that in the in in the lawsuit section or you know in the uh uh in the magazine nice something about uh the fast 50 from each country or from each state yeah, and uh, well, you won the day. You you won the Baja. That would that's get what you. The, so that's what they were saying. And David Coombs pretty much said, "Yeah, I know Wink, but I don't think he's on the same level as Justin Brayton." Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that they're on the same list. Yeah, but that's, that's not fair to compare then and now. I mean, back when you were. You no, know, I think it's pretty fair. His, his <laughs> back when you were his age and Fortunately, weight. Fortunately, Iowa hasn't produced a bunch of them, so Wait, you make the fifty. Did you say his age and weight? Yeah, because I was never his age and weight at the same time. No, nope. I was his weight in like <laughs> fourth ju- grade, junior high, fifth fourth grade. grade. But, uh, maybe that's why you're maybe that's why you're being sued. This portion of uh, our show brought to you by Race Tech, the science of suspension. For nearly thirty years, Race Tech has been producing the highest quality suspension components and tools, including what. Tony, gold valves. Mm. That's right. That's what you demand for most types of motorcycles and ATVs. Visit their website at racetech.com. Just now, got me some gold valves for my Suzuki. I've never talked Zuma. to our I've never talked to our next guest. Uh, but Sean joins us now. Sean, how are you? Uh, it's Devin actually. Did we go to Devin right to we shot right right to uh, We've done an inversion. Oh, nice. Devin, how are you? Because I was inverted. I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing? What's up, Devin? How are you? Can we can we call you, Sean? Would you answer to Sean if we if you won a million dollars in Vegas last week last Saturday night? Hell yeah! What'd you think of that pass? <laughs> let's just get right to let's let's just skip your racing. Let's talk about Monster Cup some more. Okay. What'd you think of that? Uh, personally, I don't like to see it, but being a new teammate to Tomac, that'd be a bad position to be in i don't uh, know what i would have done it'd be a long a long few months to anaheim one with your teammate wouldn't it it would but and and, and you know and honestly, the team too right Devin? i mean yeah. it's not just it's everybody's not just getting this, a cut of that yeah. million everybody's well, getting a cut but here's oh, no. the thing it's not just relationship between him being um uh the writer yeah uh anyway no. <laughs> i don't know god i spit it out yeah really Anyway, it, it's not just a uh, a situation that uh, he's got to deal with, but it's a relationship that he has to deal with with the rest of the team, being, ah, there being you Monster go. Energy Kawasaki. Yeah. You getting any of that Monster money, Devin? 
<laughs> no, not a chance. So you're an off-road racer. Um, your your last race was uh, a couple weeks ago in Stillwater. I love Stillwater. Is that at the old Cooper Cooperland Raceway? Uh, I'm not really sure. That was my first time out there. Uh, I'm it's, not sure it's, what it's you would north, call it. It's north of Stillwater, though, isn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Was it on a motocross track? Uh, there was an old run-down what <laughs> seemed to be a motocross track out there, but didn't seem very active anymore. Okay. So wasn't it like Rainer Raceway or anything like that either, huh? I, I honestly don't know, guys. That was my first time out there, and wherever it was, it was the best dirt I've ever ridden in my That's because you ain't been to Iowa yet. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, how about uh, – um, Eskimo Joe's. Did you go to Eskimo Joe's? Ooh, buddy. Don't even know what that is. Oh, great, my gosh. It's in Stillwater. Pizza. Uh, well, first of all, Tony, we're talking to you a racer. Now, now, hang on. Not every racer. Hang on. I've partied with Pastrana, <laughs> yeah. Kenny Bartram. And everybody went there. Uh, Bob Hanna. No, Bob didn't go. <laughs> um, but uh, there was a bunch of dudes from Stillwater, like in my era, late 90s, early 2000s. And we definitely hung out at Eskimo Joe's when we went down there. We rent every winter. We go down. There's there. no other place to eat in town, Tony. Truth. That, okay. And there was always college girls, so we thought that was pretty neat. But you're right, Devin. The dirt is really good in Stillwater area. Was it orange or was it black? It was red. Yeah, it was like an orangish red. And yeah. We yeah. got shoot. I bet we got a half inch of rain that night before, and I was prepped for a mud race. But it was amazing dirt. Did you do any bass fishing while you were there? <laughs> No, I did not. Oh, but again, back to the guy paying attention to his racing. Uh, he is not by accident the. Uh, is this correct? You're the OMRA's winningest racer. Oh yeah, I am. Talk about that series, will That's you? Crazy. Uh, the OMRA. Yeah, it's just a local Oregon series. Uh, honestly, it's not a real big series. There's it produces a couple fast guys, but. Yeah, it's just a local Oregon off-road series. How old are you, Devin? I'm 29 now. So you get a little long in the teeth uh, <laughs> to uh, be a double-A guy. Any chance you're going to go to the plus 30 next year? Uh, I don't know. It depends how seriously my kid wants to take race. And he's getting to the age where he's starting to want to try it. And, oh, cool. Uh, and, yeah, I'm at the point where in a year now, uh, mm-hmm. his priorities I'm higher than mine to race. I would be willing to step down, train a little less, and let him go for it. That's what, it. What's, what's his name? His name's Lane. Wayne. Lane, like uh, my passing wife, on the left like, lane. Yeah, changing yeah, lane. Like, okay. And how old is uh, Lane he? Frost? He's almost four. You okay. named your kid Lane Frost? No, he's saying no, like he's, Lane Frost. Oh, I guess yeah, that's where it came from. <laughs> that's hey, a, hey, that's kudos know, to you for naming your kid after that, gentleman. Right, I know you've uh, you've done some ISDE stuff, and I know that you uh, you got the gold medal from Germany, which is the best overall finish in the United States for club racers. Talk about your experience over there; that's cool. Yeah, I've been to two ISDEs now. Got a gold at both. Uh, Germany was really fun. It was good dirt, fresh terrain every day. Uh, I had a riot; couldn't ask for a better ride. Uh, last year, I went to France. And I would be okay if I'd never go back to France after that experience. <laughs> oh, why not? Oh, man, it was hot, filthy, miserable. And, uh, yeah, just my riding was terrible. My experience in just a whole was off a little bit. How about the French riders, though? Oh. Better than you'd want them to be, aren't they? 
Oh, yeah. And the, the most frustrating part is they're so effortless when they do it. You're mm-hmm. sitting there sweating bullets, working your butt off, and they're sitting on the seat and just smoking you. So you, you think back to, like, the, the, the off-road guys are super quick. Obviously, the motocross guys we saw are very good. Um, but you think back to all the French riders, and I, I've – with the motocross, I mean, I ride off-road now, but with a motocross background, I'm thinking of Pichon, JMB. Ba- yeah, John Michel Bale, JMB. Um, there's, there's a bunch of them that, that were just Marvin Muskin, who's uh, – French-Canadian. It counts. No, he's, oh, he's, he's French. He's full French. I say that every time I mention his you name. Do? I, I do. And I know he's French. I just, I like saying him. He, might, be, he, he might, might be. He might get angry with not, me. I'd be very happy about that. But but uh, they've got it. Like you say, they're, you say they weren't sweating. They have an effortless style. But it's, what is it about that? Because I even went to the Vet Motocross his Nations in 2014. And those French guys were just, same deal, just flawless. Looked like they're just, it was super muddy. At Farley Castle that day, and they were just like just cruising around. It's it's impressive. It really is. I I don't know what creates that. Maybe uh, shoot, I don't know. Less traction over there, so you have to be more of a finesse rider. Maybe they're not spoiled with these perfectly groomed tracks all the time. It ain't French fries. I've had plenty of those, and that didn't work. So <laughs> it's, yeah, you've tried inundating yeah. yourself with their native uh, cuisine. It's not doing it. I, has anyone taken this, like, people have come from other countries, come here to train for their chosen sport? Anyone right. gone to France? Like, hey, I want to I wanna pick up on whatever they're doing. Let's go train in France. That's I interesting. Yeah. Devin's probably not going. No, no, I I will skip that tour. Did you do any traveling besides the te- the, the sixth day of testing, of racing? Uh, No, honestly, I, I have to work a full-time job plus some to – do what I do, so I took the minimal amount of days to go over there and come back and uh, get back to work. What is it you do full-time? I'm a, a production foreman for a railroad out here. A railroad? Yep, Union Pacific Railroad. I've nice. heard of them. Nice, that's the big boys. Yeah. Yeah. And do you ever, do they ever let you uh, get out there and take one of the uh, trains for a lap? <laughs> I've been on a few of them, uh, not always under the best circumstances, usually when they're off the track and we're trying to get them back on. Oh, that's a bummer. Are they electric, diesel, uh, coal? What what powers the the trains that uh, you work you work with? Uh, big diesel engines over electric traction motors, basically, how they work. And so. do you guys ever have trouble stopping? So when uh, you're going down the track and... It's an emergency. You need to stop. I saw this movie. It takes a ways, but honestly, it would it blows my mind every time I see how quick a freight train can stop. Devin, we had a, a local guy here, Jeremy Shoning, who went and did ISDE, and we really, as a group, local motorcycle dirt bike community, really rallied behind him. And we had fundraisers. We had rides where we donated all the money. A lot of us got together and pooled our money to make it so he could go racing. Did your district or your your local OMRA guys or or the the local dirt bike guys did they do anything like that for you when they went when you went over? Uh, of course, uh, a select few helped. Uh, more than anything, the I live in a small community and uh, the community really pulled together and raised a lot of money. The local golf course put on a huge tournament for me. Uh, that's nice. cool. Uh, yeah, just the. the the local community more than anything. But, yeah, the OMRA did 
a couple of the clubs did send some some money and some help for sure. Point of uh, note there with Jeremy uh, is that uh, we did such a good job supporting him. Uh, he went ahead and moved out to Colorado. So, <laughs> so uh, he also he, did pretty well with the ISD. I don't think he gold medaled, but or maybe he did. I don't. He was always fun to watch. Yeah, he's good. Great he's, competitor. That's Rocky's, Rocky's cousin, my coworker. Is. Rocky. is it really Rocky yep. Sabatka's cousin? I, uh, and we're talking uh, when you say uh, your cousin. Of course, uh, you're out there heckling power sports. You're going to see an awful lot of. Uh, uh, a lot of good local guys, but do national guys stop in at the shop? Definitely. We've had some national level guys. Uh, some of our heroes of motocross. I'm forgetting, Tony. I called you recently when a guy came out and I just got to BS with him like the whole day. And it was Damon Bradshaw. Yeah, Bradshaw. And I, I just got to hang out with him and it was so awesome. He like was on his did. way to my place, actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Me and, him, and we talked about that. Yeah. But and we had he was fun just with super him. chill, cool yeah. guy to hang out with. And that happens occasionally um, and randomly. And I never get to know about it till it's happening. Right. They yeah. just show Devin up. Devin Bolin, our guest. Devin, uh, time for a sponsor role, brother. Who do you want to thank? Um, I have probably a lot shorter list than what you guys are used to, but there's a local bike shop here, uh, Gray Area KTM, Dick's Racing, Suspension, and uh, Hammer Nutrition. Those are the guys that support me. Hey, so Gray's, uh, Gray Area KTM, right? I've heard of that. Where's that thing located? Where are, they, where are those guys at? They're out of Springfield, Oregon. Are they strictly KTM, or what else do they have? Yeah, they're strictly KTM, uh, they helped myself and the Pro 2 champion this year. He just wrapped it up in uh, Oklahoma, Jeremy Wilton. They they help us both out. Nice. When we, do, do you race at uh, varying elevations? Uh, yeah. Uh, this weekend we go to Donner Pass. Which that's what I, that's I where I was going. And have you ever eaten at the restaurant there, Donner Party? Donner Party of six. Your, <laughs> oh, your, your wagon is ready. Hey. De- hey Devin, we de- Devin, we didn't ask you, but what are you riding? Two stroker. I'm riding the KTM 350. Oh, you're on a four stroke now. Four there stroke. It is. Yeah. There you go. Those yeah, KTMs. We sell. Um, we sell. Hicklin Power Sports sells an awful lot of KTMs, and they are race ready off the floor, aren't they? Absolutely. And now the. Have you ridden any of the new injected two strokes? Because I haven't gotten to ride one. They've flown out of the showroom when as soon as we open them. Well, you're also under direction not to ride them by the courts. Yeah. So, there's that. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Likes to hit trees. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, and so answer the uh, the prosecutor's question. Have you uh, gotten to ride any of the new ones? I put plenty of miles on the new ones. That's actually, uh, they unveiled those at France six days. So we that's what I raced. Oh, you raced the, the TM, T, TPI. TPI one. Yep. Transfer TPI, port TPI. injection. What do you think of it? Is it incredible? It, it was amazing. I had my doubts wondering if it was going to last all six days, and it was flawless. It was flat amazing. And you rode the 300? Don't. Yep. That, but but the TPIs that stands for what again transfer transfer port injection they have KTM has brought all of the aces out of the hole and put them in this motor I mean it's Yamaha it, has that engine I don't know they have that technology I don't I, know why I, they haven't released it they've had it for ages yeah I know I know because yeah I, it's an old motor yeah yeah it's it's totally doable I mean it's not rocket science you just I think KTM is the brand that has the power to 
say, yeah, sorry, your two-stroke's going to be ten grand, and and their, <laughs> gonna customers, their customers are going to say, okay. How many different models does KTM produce now? 600. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> 600 dirt bikes, and then they have the mini bikes, too. And don't forget about their entire street lineup. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh that's amazing. I mean, they th- probably have, what, 20 models, legit 20? And every model has four variations. Yeah. Does gray, gray Area KTM have street bikes stuff, too? They do, yep. Is that a big deal there? Uh, you know, the weather isn't real great here. We get a lot of snow and a lot of rain season, so I think the dirt bike industry is probably a little more prominent around here. Yeah, there's some uh, weirdos that road race up uh, around that way. There's a couple. There's some old dudes that started racing vintage Hondas. Oh boy! Because they were going to crash anyway. It was what about? <laughs> and so they all got like CB two hundreds. Let's have a race series. What about timber sleds? Ooh. You into that? Are you, are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I had a timber sled for about three years. Yeah. So what, what, did you have fun with it? or? Oh, absolutely. I loved it. Uh, honestly, I just, when it comes down to it, I had too many hobbies, and that was a, kind of an expensive, unnecessary one, so I had to let it go the last year. But, no, I had a riot. I put it on a KTM 500EXT and went everywhere. Oh, That's oh. whatever, you know. That is the bike. A lot, a lot of guys have been doing 450s, but the guys who are the happiest are on 500s. It's so hard to need every color, right? You need every bit of power you can get at elevation, right? Yeah. I mean, those things are power suckers. All right. So, oh, yeah. So, Devin, um, we were talking with Taylor Bacher from the uh, hit television show, uh, Alaska. Is it, is it the final frontier? Is that what they call it? Alaska, the last frontier. The last frontier. Okay. Um, and we, our question to her uh, this was off air, but um, our question to her is, do they call it a snow machine or a snowmobile? In your part of the country, what do you guys call it? A snow machine or a snowmobile? We call it a snowmobile. Yeah. What the hell are the people in Alaska doing? Pop it's, or soda? It's Canada, too. It's Canada, is, too. Is it pop or soda? Uh, actually, out here, we call it pop. Okay. Is it Nutella? Or is it peanut butter? <laughs> we gotta go no, break. Totally, no, we totally gotta get, We gotta let him go. <laughs> we do, do we? Yeah. Dang it! I'm having too much fun. Uh, Devin, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to join us. Had a lot of fun with you. All right, thanks a lot, guys. You have a good evening. All right, you too, pal. There we go, Devin Bolden. This portion of our program brought to you by our good friends at Wiseco. Look for Wiseco hard parts and Wiseco products at a dealer near you. If they don't have it, go to Wiseco.com. Back after this, it's Pit Pass. Hey, this is Ryan Dungey, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days with the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces it must breathe well be lightweight and protective yet still durable 
Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink can ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. Hey, it's Ron Seif. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, so welcome, uh, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Uh, some of us have uh, shoes off in the studio. We smelled, which, which is totally cool. Mm, okay. I well, I have to elevate because of the uh, yes, cellulitis. Yeah, we we know about that, but I don't know if you have to have your shoes off for well, that. Yeah, to yeah, you do because otherwise it compresses and it won't it won't release the blood to go back up to the heart, and uh, that is we after all. We don't need a medical emergency. That is after all the heart of the matter. Where, so so Eli Tomac wins. Check this out. So yeah. Tomac wins. Yeah. One million dollars. Yep. And how much is that in cash? Though? And even better, so does a fan. That's cool. Yeah. So here's my question, though. Tomac was on the gas. We've seen Tomac do incredible things in a short yep. amount of time. Right. Savachi was was holding his own though. Talking he about Joey. Fast, Joey Savachi yeah. was killing it. Would he have caught Joey? Would he have punted him into the moon? It, had he needed to, because we know it, it, T- Tomac knows how. It, to, it, Tomac is. He's got that beast. move. He's got that move. It, it it never would have come to that. Savachi would have moved over. Period. Let's say Savachi says, "I'm winning my 450 debut race. I'm not. I'm not backing off for anybody. Yeah. I ain't backing off for nobody. I don't care what you say because if if I win this race, anybody will hire me. I'm not moving. No. What happens? No. 
He oh. doesn't catch him. Savachi pulls away. But Joey, if he wins, wins this well, happens. How, this happens. It's happened many times in many forms of racing. Like with Joe Bob Hanna. You don't think you Later. don't think there might have been a team meeting before race three started? Oh come on! <laughs> there had to have been. Are right? you are you suggesting there this was. is a absolutely uh, a conspiracy? Yeah. It's not a conspiracy. It's it's it's, it's got to be a fact that uh, they had a conversation here in this scenario. To, they're you're, you're saying an organized plan. I'm not saying an organized plan. I'm saying if if it becomes a possibility, do what you can for your teammate. It's, it happens. Well, it happens I mean, we, we saw it with racing. Honda back in the '80s, right? Well, it, yeah, and more recently, we, every season there's some version of it. We've talked about it before. We've talked. Well, let's talk about it again. Well, I mean, here's the deal. If you can help, and we mentioned this earlier, actually, in the show, if you can help your teammate win a million dollars, you help a dude, a fan, win a million dollars. That's pretty cool. He's a monster-backed racer. It's a big news spot. It's helping to elevate the sport. Right. He Joey Savacci is helping to elevate himself. Joey Savacci got knocked from first when to he third. Pa- to third overall to third. because he would have finished second overall. Yeah. Kawasaki would have went one would have been big money. That's a big money difference, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We what did we, what did we say? We, Fifty grand. Yeah, I think it was so. Um, Tomac, if he's a good guy, he, he throws that fifty bones his way and says thanks for pulling by. And super me. fan that crabbed all the money in the. So he yeah, yeah he put him in a shower with the money <laughs> how, machine. How did how did the super fan uh, earn the one million dollars? He so he goes into this big. Uh, you remember the old like grab the money deal? You go into the booth. Let's and they, make a deal. Yeah, and they blow the money and you yeah. grab all. That's what it was. Whoever grabbed the most money made themselves eligible. They were the, so let's for, say to he, win the, he, to get the million. Dollars. So he went and grabbed maybe a couple grand of, uh, of he cash that like was flying four hundred and some dollars. For okay, so that but more than anybody else. So yes. that propelled him. Uh, now if, once they added everything up, that yeah. propelled him into the. How cool is that? It's, uh, it's super, super cool. It is super cool. It, Roman, you're correct. There was a team meeting. There's a reason it's called a team. They do this in bicycle racing. They do this in baseball. And every that's sport. what makes it a team is there's someone at the top of the team who's in charge of things on said team. Who is that? Who is that person in in charge of the team though? Fahey. Um, but it, it all goes back to they race for Monster Energy. Kawasaki. You don't know what you're talking about. And Whatever. here we go. You don't know what you're talking. About. They had a team meeting. No, There's no doubt okay, they did. Okay, I'm not sure gonna, they did. Don't 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 blow it. If Tomac's behind you, let let Brock buy. I get it, but it has nothing to do with them being sponsored by the title sponsor oh, of. I can't. Oh wow! It has nothing to do with it. I'm telling you. So did the did the money two million dollars? Did it come from Monster? Yes. Yes. That's amazing. Well, money. it came from Feld. Excuse me, it came from Feld. Feld. I don't know. I don't know the business arrangement, but I know that they. Yeah. <clears throat> they used to have a, an a, an insurance policy, and I think they self fund it now. Okay. From what I understand, Feld spent. I imagine it was probably not a, a fun check to write for, for two mil. Two mil. I just won two today. For yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, they oh surely my. didn't get two million dollars out of the box but, office. No, but you but know what I mean. Yeah, I mean they can. We can complain all we want about 
Who's the I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about a lot of the fans that yeah. complain about it's the awesome. Feld making too much money. But Whatever. Ta- they gave a million. Good for, good for them. Two million. Two million. million. They gave away two million dollars. But I good don't know for if, Feld. I mean, my God. We're the on promoter the, puts everything right. on the line. I mean, um, I think we have our guest. Uh, yeah, Sean is on. Let's get to Sean right away. Let's get to Sean. Sean Unvarsky joins us. Uh, Sean, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How about you guys? Would you feel bad about winning a million dollars from Feld? <laughs> I wouldn't feel bad about it at all. I'd take that happily. <laughs> no doubt. No, I, he, We haven't yet met the racer who wouldn't take the million. Uh, racers are t- typically hungry and need parts. Uh, <laughs> so, Sh- Sean, you had a really good season. I was at a number of the races this year, early in the year. I got to see you with some of your better finishes. Um advise us inform us what uh your season didn't go i'm sure exactly the way you planned but you still had a very respectable fourth overall you really started the season strong with some of your best finishes and looks like they're towards the end the uh, came a little bit off the rails anything you can tell us i mean were you injured um you know the the season was my first season ever racing like uh a whole moto america season every single round um, being backed by a team, you know, there's a lot of uh, new things that I had to uh, kind of learn how to do this season. Responsibilities and, uh, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, I came out, like, feeling good, feeling strong, and uh, we did really well. But kind of as the year progressed, I just felt like uh, I couldn't really figure out how to make my bike work better. And uh, that, in turn, kind of caused me to get in my own head you know and i was just like you know coming into turns thinking get off the brakes here you know or what's my front end doing and this and that and i think i just got in my own head a little too much throughout you know towards the end of the year and that's what was causing me to go so so slow well you weren't going slow let's <laughs> let's we're gonna we're not saying you were going slow you again you're in the top five of a uber competitive class right. at the at our nation's highest level so hey see and he was just so i don't think we mentioned he was racing the ktm 390 cup it's actually not the three kind it's called the liquamali oh, excuse Junior you, that was last cup. year i'm yeah. sorry yes last year liquamali you were still cup. on the 390 though this year correct yeah so this year was uh was a crazy year because i had the opportunity to race with um the ktm orange brigade racing program and that is a uh you know back through the real KTM company, you know, it's not like a deal. You're a factory rider. Or anything like that. Oh, cool you know, is that? It's, it's not quite a factory rider, but it, it's factory support, you know? And that that really was helpful throughout the year. And I think that's what kind of helped us have so much success at the beginning of the year, you know, with Alex and, and I being able to ride those bikes and run away with it at the front. And as things progressed, you know, they reeled us in. But Starting off on that factory ride was just an incredible deal. So when you you made your debut last year on the 390, you uh, you were really fast straight out of the box, fourth and fifth place finishes. Um, you went on to finish the last season with three podiums. Were you already planning on racing in Moto America this year, or did those results kind of kind of urge you and the team and everybody to say, all right, let's do this, let's do this for a full full run? So I had raced in 20. 20- um, 16, I had done a almost full season of KTM RC Cup, but we were scrapping in the back, and it was just my dad and I racing out of the back of our Tahoe with a trailer, you know, just kind of learning the ropes. And then from there, um, we planned to race a whole season 
and 17, but I had torn my ACL and my knee. So that put 2017 off. I had to come back from that injury, but I was on fire. Um, just wanted to race so bad because of that knee injury. And that's how at the end of 2017, I came out and caught those last three rounds and we did great. And that's what in turn led to us planning to race a full season here in 18. On fire like uh, Pitbull or on fire like Ricky Bobby? <laughs> I'm teasing. On fire like Ricky Bobby. Oh, help me, Tom Cruise. Uh, five podiums when you start off the season. Uh, you talked about your, your results kind of dropping off. Um, it got in your own head, you said. Any uh, any plans for like maybe some coaching, even maybe not to sound corny, but mental coaching or – or maybe another uh, rider uh, mentoring you, that kind of thing? Um, so uh, Dustin Apgar is a guy who's always helped me out a ton, and uh, I think I plan to stick around with him and, and keep soaking up information from Dustin because he's a great rider, great mechanic, great right. coach. He understands a lot about the sport. So I'm going to stick with Dustin, and uh, I think I just need to get back to having more fun on my bike. You know, that's what, what I did it for always growing up you know we we're never serious racers it's always about having fun on a, on a motorcycle so that's uh my plan this winter is to just ride my bike and have fun and get back to going fast and having fun and hopefully next year something will come together you know a little program and i can go out and show i still got it pj final question goes to you well so yeah what are give us the give us the lowdown what do you got going next year are we on a are we in the lightweight series again are you Moving around, shaking it up, or do you know at this point? Super sport, maybe? Um, it's all up in the air right now. Uh, the biggest thing, you know, as for all racers, is figuring out the financial side of things and what I'm bringing to the table to, you know, to offer to sponsors and, and a, you know, putting a program together. So right now everything's up in the air, but there's some talk about maybe a Jones Honda 500 and some other odds and ends, you know, trying to figure something out. So I don't know. We it, it could it could be anything. I say you put another hundred thousand miles on the Tahoe Let's and get it. her done. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what's what it's looking like. You know? <laughs> I just got to find enough people who want back to Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you're last. All right, real quick, guys. Sponsorship role. Who do you want to thank, Sean? Um, first and foremost, I need to thank KTM for such a great year. You know, KTM is a huge part of our success this year. Um, other than that, Dustin Apgar, DTR Motorsports, huge help. Um, Bell Helmets was awesome, Motorex, um, and, you know, Motion Pro, and just everybody on my team, my family, my mom, I, you know, everybody is awesome here. Thank you, guys. You get the uh, guys at KTM to send us some uh, comp T-shirts, okay? <laughs> can you get on bad. that? Okay. I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Sean, congratulations, partner. Continued success. Thank you. There we go. Taylor Jones, Sean Ungvarski, and uh, Devin Boland joined us in hour number one. Hour number two, Michael Locke and Kenny Kubeth Jr. That's coming up in hour number two. Fred Camp, Tony Wing, Roman Abide, PJ Duran. I'm Scott Casper. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke 
stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you were going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. I got to tell you, over the weekend, I was listening to. Uh, uh, some great radio, some old radio, and one of the shows had Jerry Lewis on it. And uh, I actually had a chance once to ask Jerry Lewis a question. It was at, uh, at, at, at Iowa State University, and he said, yes, the white Gentile in the pink shirt. That was me. <laughs> I think you have that shirt now, Tony. And uh, I said, well, Jerry, according to uh, many of us, of one of the favorite things you do is say, hey, lady. Like that, right? So I said, where was that? What what, what was the occasion? He said, D- D- Dean and I were at the Copa in, uh, in Miami doing a show, and the stage and the fans were very close, and it was a short ceiling. A lady sitting right in front of him doing his bit stood up and uh, right in the middle of his bit, and he says... <laughs> just out of the blue said hey lady so that's the hey lady story and i know a lot of you who have written in uh have wanted to know that story oh so. i'm sure there's a ton well, of I've people got two, i've got at least dying to know. Yeah. i've got at least one tweet um uh, actually that's from my wife lines are ringing yeah, yeah they're just off the off hook, the hook uh, well they're probably wait, ringing wait, wait, because wait, wait. before we, have we go to michael lock which Let's, is way better you time, want to do that time spent way better you want to go to michael i'm just curious when you say you were listening to some old radio yeah what are you talking about? So I get, I get, I get online, and I listen to okay, all-time okay, radio. Okay, so you're a weirdo. You're one of those weirdos that get, gets online, <laughs> listens, watches YouTube. It's called entertainment at, at 3 in the morning. i, I got to do something. I, I just can't. I was just going to say I can't sleep either. I'm well, with you. I just watch old motocross videos from the 90s. Well, uh, that was, and, and, and I know you follow Bob Hanna. And the last four laps of every Springfield mile. <laughs> Let's go to our guest. Dude, the last four laps of every Springfield mile are some of the most exciting racing you'll ever see. Agreed. And with that, let's go to our next guest, Michael Locke. Michael, America Flat Track has, uh, you guys have caught fire, dude, and I am so pleased that uh, we've we've been there since the beginning with you. But 
Um, can, can you explain to our listeners what's changed? Boy, I wish I could, other than um, the racing that's always been good. Um, we've just taken to a broader audience. Um, we've just managed to find the key that unlocks the door oh. um, to take this magnificent sport um, to a much bigger audience. And, uh, you know, we have to thank our partnership with NBC. Right. Uh, that, that's been, that's been a, a big part of it. Um, and, and all the investment we've made together with, uh, uh, with our uh, friends at NASCAR in building out the Fans' Choice um, streaming, which takes it to um, an international audience, and the participation of, uh, of, of some manufacturers who've really stepped up to the plate. Um, and, uh, you know, as I say, the, the, the sporting action has been good for decades. You know, you guys know that. We know that. Um, but we've managed now to put it on a national stage, and uh, and, and people are hot for it. Michael, do you, th- do you think that uh, kind of, I wouldn't say the resurgence of a brand, but kind of the domination of a brand this year, and maybe not Harley being as dominant, has maybe played a little bit into it, and just kind of the resurgence of maybe going back to a grassroots uh, form of racing has really been the catalyst there? Um, yeah, one of the catalysts, for sure. Um, I mean, you're right, that the Harley-Davidson's been synonymous with the sport for a decade, and Harley's cast a big shadow over the sport. Uh, you know, the XR750 is the most successful racing motorcycle of all time in any discipline. It's a magnificent machine. Harley, Harley dominated the sport for four decades with it, and we've had investment made by other manufacturers in the last couple of years not you know not least of which indian who brought a fantastic new machine um to the grid um and it's been so successful and it's so easy to ride competitively that um that half the top private teams in in pro flat track racing have adopted that motorcycle so the pendulum has swung but um i can tell you the pendulum's going to swing again and nothing stays forever uh, you know that's racing um, so what is dominant in 2018 may, may not be in 2019 or 2020. And that's what people are turning up to see. I got it. Uh, what I'm, I don't know if I'm surprised, but I just, I've, I've really taken notice that, um, you guys have done this resurgence of a brand as Roman put it. You guys have really, um, turned this series around to where it's super popular now for the most part without energy drink money. And I do see some rock star signage out there, and it, but it's not in your face, you know, on the number four bike and others, but it's not in your face like it, it is in Supercross. I right. mean, it's monster everything. And if you're road all the racing top, too, all, right? Road racing too. And, and is, uh, is that, uh, where's that, where's that energy drink money, Michael? Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you're going to have to, you're going to have to ask those guys. Um, I mean, I can tell you that there, there is monster energy money in our paddock. Mm-hmm. Um, they support riders. Sure. Um, you may you may see the profile of that energy drink brand higher in the paddock next year. Um, that's just possible. You may also see with the emergence of um, an official factory team from KTM next year, you may see that uh, Monster Energy's deadly rivals, Red Bull, are, um, are visible in our paddock. Wow. Um, you may also see, um, as Husqvarna managed to put their um, they're toe in the water this year, and, and they supported Shane Texter, who 
ended up being third in the championship and, and thrilling people all year, you may see um, Rockstar um, oh. raise their game next year as Holy well. Holy so, cow. So from my point of view, if I can get those three big players all in our paddock, with no one dominating, Huge. no one being wallpaper, that would be an ideal solution. I'll put in a 50-pound uh, a fifty pound bag of sugar and we'll call it even. I'm How about surprised that? that... Why not get PBR? <laughs> I'm <Ooh>. just... <laughs> right? They did, they did advertise in some arena cross last year. That was good. You know, I, I think that uh, it's just that mindset of... of it's in my paddock, but I'm, but it's not plastered all over. From a from the promoter speaking. Oh, you're you're got your promoter hat on. I'm talking to Michael's the promoter. Uh, oh, um, <laughs> that is odd conversation to hear. That it, those are odd words coming from the promoter. That I think it's a, a success if the energy drink companies are spending money with our teams, rather than our bail covers or our whatever. You know, it just seems like that is odd to hear. In my opinion, look, I'm, 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 I'm not suggesting to you that we would turn anybody's money down um, at all. Of course, um, this sport's nowhere near well funded at any level, whether it be at team level or, or at series level. We, we could we could do with more support. Um, but we're playing the long game here. Um, and, you know, I've just come back from Las Vegas. I was in Las Vegas at the weekend. Um, uh, took my management team there to uh, be observers at the Monster Energy Cup, which is a, a sensational event um, and really is a benchmark within motorcycle racing for how you uh, how you stage and execute an event, which is why we're there. Um, and everywhere you look, there's green um, in, in, in that stadium. Every single place you look, there's green. Those guys fund um, uh, the event uh, and are very visible. Um, and it's obviously a success. But we are playing the long game with Flat Track. Look, Flat Track's been around for a long, long time, and it went into the shadows for a while, and it's now coming out. And I'm looking five, ten years down the road um, at how we scale the sport and we make it into a true uh, national American sport and championship. Right. But people are having water, water cooler talk on Monday about the race they saw on Saturday night, Love either it. on TV or at the event. And so we... we we're in the investment stage at the moment, and you can see that with the venues we're going to and with the, uh, and the way we're reorganizing the sport. If, if, prom- if promoters at local level do partnerships with any kind of brand, I'm delighted for them. At series level, we want partners who are going to be with us long term as well. But we're trying to innovate. Um, it's not just about real estate at the events anymore. It's about um, a partnership that entertains fans and um, we're embarking on a couple of those for next year, um, and and you may see energy beverage around, um, or you or you may not. Um, I would suspect you will see quite a few of them um, prevalent in the paddock and putting money where it's needed most at the moment, which is at team level. You know, our riders are not compensated right. anywhere near to the level of the skill, commitment, and risk that they put in. Um, they are lagging behind motocross and supercross. Um, stars and even road race stars. Sure. We need to get that money to the athletes. Um, that will uh, encourage a future generation of athletes, which we will desperately need. There are going to be more rides than riders in two years in this sport. So that is with, awesome with, to with, hear. We, well, we need to get on with developing um, world class talent, not just talent that can that can race in uh, in backwater national events, but. Um, American Flat Track has 
an opportunity to become a major sport and to even go international, to do exhibition races around the world and to raise the profile. I need I need talent and professional talent in the paddock, and I think we're on a fast and create. So if we can direct energy uh, beverage money and other money directly to the teams and to the athletes to incentivize the next generation, that's a good investment for me. Michael, that again, very heartening news to hear there are going to be more rides than riders. That is not what we hear at most any other level or uh, any discipline. other uh, discipline that we speak with about. So wonderful, great news. I'm going to go ahead and ask the tough question as we've now had you on it multiple times. Clearly, Indian has translated wow. very recently this week their very uh, solid race motorcycle. They've converted it into a street bike. They are literally um, capitalizing capitalizing on the, the, the popularity and the success of their bike. Can we get any of the other guys to do it? I mean... I have to believe, and sales will prove it out, that bike's probably going to be a smash hit in the showrooms. It looks exactly like the race bike. It's rad, and it's street legal. It's gorgeous. The, the only other people off the top of my head that I could see doing that would be KTM. Just well, because and, they and, do it with all But Yamaha bikes. could do it. Kawasaki, the Kawasaki bikes that Yamaha and Kawasaki have on the racetrack mm-hmm. are totally based on their street bikes. And for that matter, so is the, Har- the Harley. The XG is a, was a street bike. I, I think that the um, the future is bright uh, in this respect. I think that Indian have been brave and have made uh, substantial investment. And um, whether it by luck, by, be by luck or by judgment, um, they've carved out a great space for themselves uh, in the sport. They followed it up with a street replica, which is super smart. Uh, as you guys say, the bike looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I saw it in New York City um, uh, just over a week ago when we did a, a flat track preview party uh, in Manhattan and an Indian brought that 1200 along and then they brought it to our awards party and Jared Meese rode it uh, up onto the stage. The bike is awesome. And, you know, I worked for a decade um, for Ducati and I look at that Indian FTR 1200. That is an American reinterpretation of a Ducati monster. Absolutely wow. right. Cool. Wow. Absolutely um, right. And, 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 but that bike in the U.S. was always an import. A Ducati Monster was an import, which meant it always had a niche audience. The, the beauty of the Indian is it speaks American to Americans. Um, so I, I think that that motorcycle will do very well. I think that it will spawn, um, uh, uh, it will spawn competitors um, uh, from obvious brands and maybe even not-so-obvious brands. And we, we could possibly be just looking at a golden era for um, twin-cylinder couldn't agree more. Middleweight, um, modern, high-tech, but classic line motorcycles, which is what the industry is crying out for. We need something that's going to get people's heart fluttering. Uh, if people don't get excited and, and don't get their blood pressure up on motorcycles, we're all dead. Um, so we need motorcycles that make people go weak at the knees um, and not in, a, not in the respect of, oh, my God, that thing's so intimidating, I can't ride it. Uh, more in the in, in the arena of oh my god I need to ride it and I think the Indian does that um, so we hope it will be a big success uh, I, I I trust that it will be and I think that you will see a new fight um, between manufacturers in middleweight stylish motorcycles that take their style from flat trackers whether they're old or new and and this could be exactly what the industry needs. Um, 
Can we do anything with Jared Meese? Can we put him, make him start from the back row every race? So we have uh, that's not ten. He has to start backwards, like we do with you sometimes. <laughs> ten wins, and Brian Smith, who missed some races, right? He he won the last couple, and and he won. I think he won three, maybe this year. But he won three of the last four. He won three. Okay. Of okay. Four, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then nobody else won anything but one. I mean, the the Kubeth won. Jake won, uh, Henry got one, Briar got one, and I, I and Carver. You, I spend a lot. I spend a lot of time around Jared Meese, maybe more than is healthy for anybody. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and Jared is um, uh, a gener- He is an athlete of his generation. Um, he. We will look back at the period of Jared Meese racing and say that was one of the great champions. Um, you know, he's fast. He's aggressive. Um, but that's only two parts of the picture with Jared Mees. His dedication to training, nutrition, um, constantly pushing himself, assembling a team around him of people who are like-minded. Um, no, no individual is that dominant. It, it's, a, it's a group effort of which he, he's, at, he's at the center of it. And um, so, you know, Jared won 10 races this year out of 18 and, and, and was on the podium uh, in every race. Uh, and it was only removed from the podium in a race because we, uh, we, we, we caught his bike with an illegal tire on it. Otherwise he would have won that one as well. Um, so he's a dominant, he's a dominant force in the sport at the moment. Um, but who knows next year, right. Jared's not going to go away, but some other guys are, are, are coming up fast. I think the, 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 uh, the Ricky Howerton and Brian Smith combination next year is going to be very interesting. I just spent two years being the Indian factory team. Uh, and, and working that from the inside. And now they're going to go and do their own thing. Uh, and, and Brian is red hot to come back. I mean, he, he had a rotten year. First half of the year, you know, he had a big accident in Dallas uh, that put him out of action for a while. Then he had to have um, uh, retrospective surgery on an old injury, so that took him out again. But when he came back, he won three of the last four races, and he looked red hot. Um, don't think that he will he will not be on the gas next year. And don't think that Jeffrey Carver, who's now got a year under his belt working with the uh, working with the FTR and his team, less than a year of working with the FTR, he will be on the pace next year. Henry Wiles was unbelievably consistent all year and has got the confidence, the self confidence. Mm-hmm. I mean, Henry Wiles is you know inter- intergalactic champion, at least in his own mind, and that's half of it. Um, so I, th- I think we're going. I think we're going to have a real dogfight next year, uh, um, much more than this year, and I think Jared thinks that as well. Michael Locke, uh, the CEO of American Flat Track, joins us here on uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Michael, uh, do you get to, in your uh, position, I presume you might have some insight. I can't imagine Harley-Davidson in his any way happy with the situation that's resulted in them being deposed uh, ostensibly for now two seasons in a row. I, I, I mean, are you seeing... They, they need a watershed development point. They they clearly need to do something large stroke, not a small stroke or something a rewarming different. of the bike. Yeah. And are they, are you getting any sense from the factory or anyone involved with the factory that maybe that's in the works? Well, um, you'll have to ask <laughs> them about that. <laughs> All I can say is I, I expect them to be much more competitive next year. Hmm. Yeah, and they again. I they hmm. they have a long and storied history with this sport, with racing in general. 
it's part of their brand it's, uh, part just of their as DNA. much as anyone else's. Yeah. And their their race department cannot be happy with it uh, having it up. handed to them. The, the, all the internet experts that are bagging on, on uh, Terry Vance and the crew, you know, like – like he's a bozo and he doesn't know. What oh he's yeah, doing. he you know hasn't I mean? won like, enough. He hasn't won enough national titles to be exactly. an absolute. <laughs> I mean, a, a landmark yeah. of racing. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that anyone, even even all those uh, basement experts, um, could uh, could argue that Terry Vance is not a giant in motorcycle racing. Exactly. And the Harley Davidson has fifty percent of the motorcycle market in the U.S. and a lot of muscle. And a lot of pride. So they have a lot of engineers. Yeah. A lot of really oh, good oh. engineers. But I think also, those, Michael, those guys, yeah. you, you touched on something that, that, uh, that the, okay, so Harley owns half half the market in the United States. Sales-wise. Sales-wise. They are absolutely sliding backwards in sales. Now, we can talk about Indian and how much how much Polaris is doing, but they're such a s- small, it was it's such a small numbers that they're, so they can see huge growth right but but also i i think you know to you to touch on what you said michael about the the motorcycle and and what the market wants the the uh, the big harley davidson that i rode to, to springfield from davenport that you guys schedule on top of by the way um <laughs> still not happy about that <laughs> uh, he cries about all time but uh no actually it worked out great but um the bike that i rode to springfield you're seeing less and less and less of those being sold, and it's like the stuff that I saw Harley coming out with. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that doesn't scream. I need to ride that. To well, me, they've got a lot of stuff coming though. They're they're going all in on the electric. I, if, it, I, I don't mean, want to ride an electric motorcycle. You, you PJ. don't, but I mean, they're they're reading I'm, the tea leaves. I scramble when I can't find a, a <laughs> charger for my phone. I get. You should have seen them earlier. It's I no was. Joke. I'm like, do you have no a joke? Do you have this kind of port? And I'm at the, you know what I mean. So like, I don't want to ride an electric motorcycle. So I don't. But maybe I'm 41 and I and I'm not the. Actually, it's our generation that is probably the biggest proprietors of motorcycles right now, which is sad. And and I think that we we as a group have to get young people throwing their leg over motorcycles because. I think the side by sides industry is killing motorcycles. That's the worst thing they could motorcycle companies could have ever done is invented a side by side. Do you agree, Michael? Boy, uh, I don't think the farmers <laughs> would be as happy to say that though. Uh, yeah, I look. But I, I worked. I worked in the motorcycle business um, since the nineteen eighties, uh, since the late nineteen eighties, and I've seen uh, upward cycles and downward cycles. We 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 had the perfect storm come in 2009 with a uh, with a, a financial crash across right. the whole of the western world which decimated people's 401ks decimated the value of their properties whether their primary property or the secondary property um people got scared um that perfect storm came at the time that the baby boomer market was peaking uh, in its um, uh, in its purchases in the motorcycle so what happened was the motorcycle industry fell off a cliff um it's still recovering from that and a lot of the uh, motorcycle OEMs uh, are much more adept at telling you how good it used to be than how it's going to be in the future. <laughs> but, but they'll work it out. They'll work it out because the ones that don't work it out will go away. And, and you know, it's funny. I talk to um, uh, people at BMW and at Triumph and at Ducati who are all recording the best sales they've had in the U.S. since they got here. Um, and, and when I say since they got here, I'm talking Second World War. Really? Um, 
So what's happening there? Yeah, BMW are selling eighteen to 20,000 motorcycles a year in the U.S., which compared KTM's to Harley's killing it too. And KTM is killing it. And, and, and Ducati has, has turned itself into this beautiful brand. And Triumph has got an enormous following. So these niche brands are doing uh, very well. Where the challenge is, is obviously, you know, when you have 50% of the market and the market takes a dump, you're going to get hurt. And that's Harley-Davidson. And, and their greatest strength is this iconic brand for baby boomers is also their greatest challenge is how do you make that brand relevant for future generations? But I, I, and it's not my job to speak on their behalf, but I can tell you they're on it. Those guys are absolutely on it. And if you look at um, some of the concepts they've floated, out there in the last six months, uh, nine months, of future motorcycles, there's some interesting stuff in there. And they will not stop until they get it right because they have too much to lose. So I, I wouldn't write an epitaph for Harley-Davidson just yet. Um, and, and also, at the same time, I wouldn't pigeonhole Indian as a Harley wannabe. Right. I think that if, when you look at the FTR 1200, that, that motorcycle is an early warning where Indians going. Yeah, Indians they're going. I think they're aiming at Ducati and KTM. Clearly, that's, I, I mean, it makes perfect sense. They've built a race engine and then put it on the street. Yeah. American right, Flat Track right. has you, an, announced a provisional 18-event schedule, Michael. Can you talk about that before we lose the time? Yes. Um, we uh, we announced the, uh, as you say, the, the provisional schedule um, last week at our awards party. Um, it's it's largely not very different to the uh, 2018 schedule. Um, there's a couple of uh, new venues and a couple that we weren't able to go back to, but it, it's, it's largely built on the success we had in 2018. Um, a highlight for next year is that we are finally, after four years of looking, able to take American Flat Track up into New England. Nice. It's been very close to my heart. I've spent a lot of time in New England down the years. Um, it's uh, an incredibly loyal, deep, um, uh, a culture of motorcycling up in New England, and I wanted to take the sport up there. So we have a date in the middle of June, I think June the 15th, during the um, Laconia uh, Bike Week, uh, where we will be taking American flat track to New England. That is a um, that's a big headline for us, and I think sometime in the next two weeks we will be able to announce full details of that once all the contracts are signed, but that's going to be a big that's deal. That's in New Hampshire, right? That is indeed in New Hampshire um, at a uh, at a venue that no one will have any difficulty finding. <laughs> uh, and, and like I say, as soon, as soon as we got all the contracts signed up on that and we can release details, we'll be delighted to do that. So that's that's big news for next year. The other news is we are going back to Southern California um, now that we've got uh, renewed and increased interest um, from Puskabana and KTM, who are both based down there. And I think you're going to see um, at least. Two Japanese OEMs have a much higher profile on our grid next year. So we need a race in, in the backyard of, uh, of those OEMs and, and, and that biggest concentration of fans. So we're going to the, uh, to the Paris um, Speedway to do a half mile down there early in the season, which we're looking forward to. But otherwise, the, 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 um, the, the schedule builds on the successful events we had uh, this year, uh, including uh, our finale will be once again at the Meadowlands uh, Mile which we've just come from a week ago, which I think all of our heads are still spinning. It was the best race of the year. Huge. Uh, to both, both classes were hold your breath until the, until the checkered flag. Um, we had a huge crowd of nearly 10,000 people, despite the fact the weather was lousy. Um, and the facility is probably the best in the country. So we were delighted to be there. 
this year, and we will return there for our finale next six, year. Six miles, five half miles, four short tracks, five TTs, AFT singles. I mean, this is 18 total events, but, you know, the fans are going to follow you online, and NBC obviously is going to do the job that they've been doing for, for quite a while. You know, that's speed shifting into uh, the, the stratosphere, more than 3 million viewers, and that's – those are huge numbers. You know, people like NBC and with declining numbers in other sports are looking just for this event. And uh, or this, this is this is this is a key. Um, there are very few national sports that are growing TV audience right. these days, um, uh, nor growing uh, ticket sales. And and while we're a long, long way uh, down the ladder um, from NBA or NFL or any of these huge sports. We're growing. We're growing fast. Um, uh, as you say, we broke 3 million viewers on, on NBC this year. We've still got um, a, a one more race uh, yet to go, so we might break um, three and a quarter million. And NBC are delighted. Uh, they, I think their expectations were limited uh, with us. I think they liked us. They liked the story. But, um, but I think they saw it as a space filler right. <laughs> in, in year one. Um, and then they changed the, the scheduling for us this year to give us more prime time um, slots a weekend, and we grew the audience nearly fifty percent this year. That's crazy. And we're now in we're now in discussions with NBC about some pretty ambitious and aggressive um, scheduling improvements for next year to Good take it you. again to a wider and wider audience. So I'm I'm expecting to see um, strong double digit um, growth. Uh, in the audience again next year. So, Michael, real quick, are final, gonna, final question. Yeah, are we going to see any primetime live events? Watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Very we clever. will. Right now, Michael's we will. smiling. Yeah, he's, well, he's smiling. Are you giving away a million dollars anytime soon? Yeah. <laughs> or two million, I should say. Or even 50 bucks. Yeah, I'll take 10,000. I would, I would love to get to the level that... Um, Bells have taken Supercross to, and and you know I spent Saturday night at that Supercross event in Vegas, and I'm taking mental notes everywhere how they <laughs> organize themselves, the cadence of the show, the entertainment for the fans, the lighting, the audio, everything, and that's that's a benchmark for us. We've still got some way to go. If only you were excited about what you do, Michael. Good job out of you, my <laughs> friend. Best to your staff, and uh, thank you thank for joining us on the program. Not my pleasure, always, guys, always. Uh, Kicks off good, March good 14th, Daytona TT. That's at the Daytona International Speedway in Florida. That's the uh, Daytona, excuse me, the 2019 American Flat Track schedule. You can find out more online at AmericanFlatTrack.com. We are running way l- late to break, so do me a favor. Stand by. We'll be back. This is Pit Pass. This is uh, number 44, Taylor Knapp, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM 340. 
a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco Off-Road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be written with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Race Tech Suspension Advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Race Tech products and applications, visit our website at racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Daly on family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Daily Ons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the Daily Ons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Daly on Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Chris Ulrich, you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper, Tony Wink, Roman Avila, and PJ Duran. Of course, you know PJ from uh, Hicklin Power Sports, and you guys are always making improvements to the dealership to better serve the uh, the motorcycle racing and, and riding public. We sure try and uh, make the shop a place you want to go. We're trying to become the place you want to hang out. Tony, you and I were talking about that the other day. It's 
you used to hang out at motorcycle shops. That's what you did. And right. you, we're trying to, and we're slowly getting there. Yeah, I'm like, seeing people that just come in just to hang out. Having grown up at the Kawasaki Suzuki shop that my folks owned, and then when they sold it, it I still hung out there forever. And it just, the shop now, to be it's, fair, it's I haven't been in there in a while, but it's it's vanilla. You go in there and- Well, you know what I like about going into your not, shop at Hicklin? It's not, a, it's not a hangout. I like, a hangout. I, no. I like the smell of popcorn. <laughs> I like this. I like the fact I can get a haircut now, which is crazy. There's always cold drinks in the fridge, and if you talk nice to the barber girls, they'll even give you a libation. What? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's at Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa. Look for them online at hicklinpowersports.com. Let's and go garage to our- gals. Garagegals.com. That's who you were talking about. The, the, the garage gals. The barber stylist? Bar- yep, absolutely. They are called the garage gals. Now, will they wash your hair for you as Absolutely. Well? You get a full deluxe treatment with massage and everything. Is this Bart's idea? I, I don't know. It's, it's It was a good one. Well, it's, it's a great off. idea. I, it's, it's a great idea. I don't know. I've never seen it before in a shop or a, a car dealership or anything. I just... I think it's a terrific idea because it's everything men want. Next thing we're going to want is pedicures and manicures. How about that? No. You could use one. I, I could right now. You're absolutely right. So why not get it at Hicklin Power Sports? Look for them online at hicklinpowersports.com. All right, next guest is waiting in the wings. He's a favorite of ours. They call him Junior. We call him Kenny. Kenny Coolbeth is joining us. Kenny, how are you? Good, guys. How you doing? It's been a while since you've been on. Yeah, yeah. Where you guys been? Uh, well, you know, if there's some time in prison, and if in, you ain't in, first, you're last, Coo Beth, right? Uh, I'm with you. <laughs> hey, congratulations on an outstanding career. Three-time AMA Grand National Twins champ, um, 2006, seven, and eight. You uh, f- f- constantly a uh, front runner. One of the, you are a pillar in the flat track community Amen. honestly I, i'm uh we're we're really proud to know you and this is your final season is that right yeah no it's done i'm done it's uh professionally i'm done so uh whoa do some local racing here here and there and uh you know still do uh do my motos during the week uh, obviously you know i can't get away from it so uh gotta have something to uh get my fix what is your plans kenny i mean you you've uh only known life as a racer for how many years so i know you're a family man i've met them at the uh, aim expo in florida um but uh it's going to be a transition what's your what's your program look like yeah yeah we're actually been pretty busy throughout the summer actually we uh bought uh bought into a longtime sponsor of mine uh spectral oils we're actually a distributor for for those guys for all of florida and lower half of georgia we bought into it probably uh i don't know nine months ago did you buy out the distributor that was already there i did ah because yep. what is it there are five of you uh distributors yep the country yep i'm not sure how many there is i spoke to one today Triar, who's in yep. our, our neck of the woods randy mashin and then i knew about the guy in florida which i thought he was the was he this related to the the owner of of spectro no he was not okay he was not but uh yeah so we've been doing that throughout the summer and uh it, it's it's going going all right you know it's uh it's down here it's, it's tough because uh during the summer it's so dang hot and nobody's riding so nobody's using their oil so it's uh it's tough but now now that uh it's kind of cooling off it's, it's 
picking up pretty good. So. Sounds like a great business plan to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I needed something to fall back on. I would have went crazy if uh, there was no income coming in, you know, through the winter and uh, without racing and stuff. So it's uh, my wife's helping me on that, and you know, uh, it's it's going all right. But uh, still want to do some more, you know, flip some houses here and there, try to, and uh, we're, we'll be busy. We'll we'll definitely won't starve. That's for sure. I'll tell you what, Spectral Oils is is a really good product. We've yep. we've had the uh, the powers to be at, on the program. We've had, I think we've had Randy on the program, and I personally have used a lot of Spectral Oils. That's what's in my bike now. Mm-hmm. Um, really good product line. It, it it's like, and I worked for an oil company for a long time, and it's uh, once you get them on the product, it's a lot easier to keep them, but it's very hard to get them to go. Um, I think it brand. Uh Brand awareness, number one. Brand loyalty, number two. That's that's huge, and, right? Yeah. Brand loyalty, I think, once they realize it's a good product, I think that's easier to keep. A lot of guys don't want to switch oils mid-season or mid-clutch or mid-whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think you've got – you know, it's it's interesting to see that that's, that's what you guys chose to do. Um, yeah. What about working with, like, uh, some of the local promoters, like the motocross promoters, like Kenny Yoho's in your – in your state, in your territory, guys like him that uh, could help get the word out and do some contingency and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, we actually uh, we've already kind of dabbled in that with the with the local flat track uh, community. We're actually, you know, uh, there's a benefit race coming up, uh, the Gary McNary race that the Southern Dirt Track Association uh, puts on, and we're donating to that and uh, trying to get the product out there to new people and uh, see if they like it. So. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a definitely a learning process, like you said. It's uh, it's uh, and and I'm learning, so it's 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 tough. So uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be tough. I'm, I've just been maintaining uh, maintaining what uh, what we bought into. Sure. Now that racing is done, I can really uh, go after you know new uh, new clients. Either that, or it was either that, or uh, maybe going to uh, like a AAA uh, a franchise for hockey. <laughs> Because you know that's huge in Florida, so it probably is actually. Um, <laughs> Kenny, your uh, your racing season. Uh, what did you finish seventh? Is that right? Yeah, pretty bummed out about it actually. It's uh, I was I felt really good all day, and uh, you know it's uh, it was missing all day, and uh, during main event uh, stacked on twenty pair offs, and uh, during main event it started missing even more, and you know vision came a problem. I, I ripped off like six seven tear off at a time and wow kind of kind of screwed myself there but uh it's uh i felt good and uh you know at least we were up front and still competitive at, at the last uh last race of a race and we just hung up the phone with michael Locke, who's you're well familiar with from american fly track and yeah. um there uh the, there's fly track you've been there for a while so you've seen some changes and, and definitely i think it's on an uptick um we're pretty excited about flat track we've we've been kind of waving the flat track flag for a long time as you know because yeah. we've interviewed you for the off and on for the last 10 to 15 years we've had yeah. you on yep um and you still answer the phone which we appreciate and, and a lot of folks strange, strange. Yeah, a lot of folks <laughs> complain but we look past it so, so. for an old guy so <laughs> um but what are your what are your thoughts on flat track american flat track the brand what they're doing with the races um you know the the obviously you raced in Indian this year, so you're uh, you're pretty stoked on 
on Indian coming in and being involved, but just talk about everything and the direction they're going and, and what do you think they could, could improve on maybe? Uh, good question. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those things, you know, you can't, you can't make everybody happy. So, you know, for me, you know, I've been, I'm, I'm a, I'm a rider, obviously it's, it's, I think really they have to accommodate to, to the riders more, more so than they have, um, you know, with the with the facilities and racetracks and and track prep and money. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, money is good, but uh, you know, safety is is first too. And and they have been working very hard uh, making the track safer and stuff. But uh, I'm talking about you know going to the right venues, you know, the the horse tracks and stuff like that. You know, they they put a lot of effort into making the track safe for us, and uh, sometimes they they're not they're not safe even with all the work they put in so that's one thing that they can improve uh you know trying to pick facilities the right facilities for to accommodate what we do and uh you know it it is good you know there's uh you know for these young up-and-coming kids you know they're going to be making the money they deserve here uh Mm -hmm. pretty quick you know so it's uh that's really good you know tv coverage is obviously good to to get exposure so they're really doing a great job on uh you know promoting uh promote AFT. I say they they may end the season at three million two hundred fifty thousand viewers yep. on NBC and I think that's uh I think that says quite a bit. It's a yep. it's a pretty big statement plus you know they'll go over, well over a hundred thousand in uh, total ticket sales for the season as well. Sure. Yeah it's, it, like I said it's been it's been great. You know the stands have been packed and uh and uh and like I said, the only thing that they really need to improve in, you know, on is, uh, you know, picking the correct racetracks for, for what we do. Um, you know, I, I get what they're doing with, you know, trying to accommodate the fans. Sure. Get to different market areas. With, uh, you know, with the glass-in grandstands and stuff. But, uh, you know, with us, you know, can't can't see or, or you know, it's... it's uh, pole jumping contest that we look like idiots out there so <laughs> but uh you know it's the same for everybody but i'm just uh i'm just looking at it for rider safety and sure. uh, you know for for a good show for the fans yeah that was uh an interesting uh a venue but <laughs> on the uptick from michael from our interview just moments ago with michael he said uh you know it, he thought if anyone was willing to come in and sponsor the sport, we brought up the point of, you know, Tony uh, had said there there wasn't signage everywhere from all the Monster Energy or from Red Bull or anybody. There's no dominant uh, energy drink money in the pits. And I thought it was refreshing when Michael said, if that money shows up, you know, we need to get that into the ri- the, the riders' hands, the paddocks wow. where that money yeah. goes. And he was he, he understands that. He said, we need the next generation of talent and those people need to get paid so that's where that money needs to go what if about it winston? comes available what about winston or copenhagen <laughs> let's go back to the old days now you're talking camel supercross the old camel wow Joe. i forgot about camel that, flat track yes. wow. flat track series winston twins wow yes. that would be cool but yes. I, th- I think there's a i think there's a law against uh what is the deal with that why can't they advertise is. There's absolutely laws against advertising. No cigarette ads on TV either. Why? Everybody, it's a PC world, bud, and this didn't just happen yesterday. This nah, happened quite a while ago. It sucks. Wow. It yeah. sucks. We should. We're all adults. Kenny, you're a dad. Don't you think they should 
be allowed to be on TV so you can address it at home rather than at the park or the zoo. Yeah, around the table uh, in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Right there, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Daddy races the Camel Supercross Series, and yeah. I'm going to tell you not to smoke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they pay you good. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You they did make some money back then. Instead of buying a Spectra Oils distributor, you'd be like buying maybe like a BP yeah. timeshare down in the, <laughs> the Bahamas, Bahama Mamas, or something, or and, Costa Rica. Or maybe you could be buying yourself maybe one of those uh, uh, Bahama Breeze restaurants, oh. and just chilling at the bar yeah. from two to ten, and for sure. Or you could buy in with Jimmy Buffett on, the, on one of the new uh, uh, Margaritaville resorts that they're building in Florida. Yeah crazy Kenny, did you know kenny you can't get sorry to step on your roman but right. uh you can't get sponge cake at jimmy buffett's margaritaville in the florida keys why i don't know it's in the song <laughs> living on sponge cake you know you can't get it <laughs> yeah watching the that's weird something bake or something yeah. your son baked. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. watching my son get baked sure Th- there'd be a perfect time for jack to fire up some uh roman <laughs> Kenny, so now that you're done with racing, and obviously we found out you're you're doing this deal with Spectro, um, taking time off, you guys going to go travel? You going to relax a little bit, or is it straight to work at Spectro? Yeah, no. Well, we got home from uh, you know New Jersey, and the next day we uh, we had a truckload of oil delivering oil and stuff. So it's uh, like I said, it's it's pretty busy right now. So. We'll focus on that. Try to get uh, get uh, everything situated on that, and you know, if uh, when the time comes, yeah, you know, obviously we'll be at Daytona to watch uh, to watch that race, and uh, you know, we have really nothing planned right now, so uh, just uh, kind of live a normal life, not not travel. You know, that's that's the biggest thing that uh, kind of wore on me a little bit is uh, is all the traveling and. Sure. You know, uh, Lugging bags around the country. Yeah, but Ke- Kenny, we miss you so bad. Yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 like I'm not complaining. You know, it's it's been amazing, amazing career, and uh, I wouldn't change anything. You know, even the bads, because you know the bads make you better and make you stronger. So uh, it's uh, it's been it's been good. How are you working with anybody, Kenny? You, you said you've got your own. Uh, you got your own program figured out to get your uh, fix when you need it. A little bit of competition, but. Boy, it sure seems like uh, you'd be a wealth of knowledge that some up-and-comer oh, kid would just absolutely latch on to if you showed him how to do what you. Well, maybe been he's doing. not a good teacher, though. You know, he might. There's, there's, you know, there's some uh, local kids that uh, I actually kind of work with here and there, and uh, you know, we, I don't know, last year or a couple years ago now that you know, Hack, Mike Hacker and I have the Ride Academy School, so we'll probably uh. kind of dabble in that a little more, and. Uh, see uh see how that goes but uh i would love to be uh involved in flat track you know be there kind of you know to help uh help the upcoming kids or or whatever it'd, mm. it'd be cool to see them progress maybe sponsor a few of these kids with your newfound business yeah why you gotta say it like that's, that well that's I mean, how that's how you do it that's uh, the, that that's is how the model. that works yeah that's just how Typically. that model works uh, I'm, I'm thinking <clears throat> you said you have you and haker have a an academy uh, it, is that like you go from track to track, local track stuff, or do you guys have a home base with your own tracks that you bring people to? Uh, we we do everything. You know, we have a home track, and then we uh, we travel, and they can bring their own bikes. We we uh, you know, and and we supply bikes as well. But uh, like I said, we haven't really kind of 
messed with that for probably a year and a half, two years. So uh, we were talking uh, talking about maybe you know getting it uh, getting it started back up and see how it goes. Do you guys attend like you know the the coolest camp if you ask me? And I've been to a couple of uh, riding schools. Colin Edwards has got it dialed with the boot camp. Have you been to that deal? I've never been there, but uh, you know I got buddies like Jake Johnson that uh, you know goes there and instructs, and he said it's a pretty pretty cool deal. So it would be uh, it would be pretty neat to go see how they uh, how they work. Yeah, well, and I, clearly you and uh, Haker have the <laughs> more than enough talent on that end. You can show a guy how to 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 make a bike move the way you want it to. It, just the whole deal at Collins is really keeps me up at night when I'm when I'm wishing I wasn't in snowy Iowa. I'm like, oh, it'd be awesome to be down in Texas. Tony, when, where, where did we first meet Kenny Colbeth? Was it at the uh, the the TT? A long time ago, probably. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You impressed me with your uh, affability. Indiana- Indianapolis, Indianapolis, and we had, we had known him. We'd had him on the show for quite a while. Yeah. But we met him. And he still Indy, met with us. Indy Mile. Yeah, well, we snuck up on him. We were talking to Chris Carr, and there he was. Bam! <laughs> Which yeah. one? Who was Sneak eating attack. the bologna sandwiches? Do you remember? Carr. Was Chris Carr? Yeah. So what is that? A like, serious race program you got going on there, Chris? Or what? 12, 12, like, 12 cents for yeah. a sandwich? Yeah, he was he was bragging about how what little is that? it cost him. I didn't know they just made a can that said diet. This diet. <laughs> <laughs> he had a six-pack of diet. Well... <laughs> <laughs> that's the to low, go with his baloney. That's the low cost brand. It's just uh, duh. Um, anyway, Kenny. Anything we can do to help you uh, guys promote? We'd love to have uh, the brand back as yep. a uh, an ambassador on our program. Anything you can do in that regard would be great. And uh, in your honor, we'll send you to the pits with this music. You ready for it? I'm ready. Nibbling on sponge cake. Little Jimmy Buffett for you, my friend. You take care of yourself. Appreciate the time, okay, brother? All right, guys. Take it easy. God bless you. Kenny Colbett Jr. on the program. And it's always good to have Kenny on. And we call him Coo. Coo Beth. Coo Beth. Coo Beth. All right. Uh, stay tuned. Short time out. Back on the other side of the break. You'll listen to Jimmy Buffett on the way to and hopefully on the way back. This is Pit Bass. Hey, this is Jeff Aaron, 10-time trials champion, zero cross racer. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro Fit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next Racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. 
America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka. Proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey, I'm Stuart Baylor. I'm a bad dude in the woods, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Welcome back. Glad you uh, glad you joined us. I want to thank Jack and Leanne DeLeon for producing our program, as always, doing a great job. It's part of the Front Porch People network of programs. It's always uh, it's always good to talk to guys like Kenny Colbeth because uh, he's been there, done that so many times. He's an expert. Paragon of the sport, and he's he's retiring. Gosh, would you do makes me, me feel old. Well, you are old. And can the you do me a truth. favor and and uh, recap the the story that uh, uh, you started the program with? Well, I didn't even get into. I, I did the results of World Superbike, but interestingly, as long as we're gonna right. go all cat fighty. Mr. Johnny Ray, who's crushing it with with uh, ten uh, race friends in a row, went on the record to a journalist and said, "I would have done better in MotoGP if than Cal Crutchlow." Called out Crutchlow by name. Wow! And uh, Crutchlow's had a very respectable season. He's does been it a fair bit, but most racers, when they're struggling, do. How, how did Kyle respond? Uh, Cal Crutchlow did not respond as yet. I'm sure that we'll we'll hear in the off season that question. they got together. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think that the, the talent pool is like in MotoGP compared to World Superbike, or should I say World Superbike compared to uh, MotoGP? I think the best guys in the world are in MotoGP, and Cal Crutchlow, we know like this. him or lump him, they you cannot say he's anything but no, one of the fastest him, right? dudes on the planet. Yeah. He's he's not on a factory bike, and he that's not what it. I asked you. Right. <laughs> What's it, the difference? In, I, I think I absolutely agree. Ray can yeah. run there. Would he be better than Crutchlow? Who knows? That's yeah. there's no way to know until right. they line up. Thank Chris Bishop and uh, Tommy Boy Haverson for their contribution. Also want to thank our guest, Taylor Jones, Sean Varsky, and uh, Devin Bolin, our number one, Michael Locke. Outstanding interview with him. And, uh, and again, Kenny Kubeth, Jr. For Ed Kulenkamp, Tony Wink, Roman Avila, PJ Duran, I'm Scott Casper, thanking each and every one of you for listening. Make sure you tune in on Tuesday nights or again on Sunday mornings in some of the markets we're on uh, Radio in and uh, from the well, the iHeart Studios in Des Moines, Iowa. It's always a pleasure to join you. Thanks for listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Have a good one, everybody. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. <clears throat> Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited.
Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report, your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week, we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus, get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller, along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform.